0: Hello, greetings Cardinal Nation and Blues fans and music fans everywhere. We're going to be joyful in celebrating April today, Carl.
1: Yay, I'm excited. I went to the opening day festivities, but not the game. I had a hockey game the night before. I have a hockey game tonight. I have a hockey game tomorrow. I'm busy. Downtown St. Louis is going to be very hopping this weekend with baseball, hockey, and motocross.
0: And the theater mask awards are tomorrow morning. That's where I'll be. So
1: <laughs> we'll talk to our guest, Liz Murphy White from the Traveling Salvation Show, coming next weekend to River City Casino. And then we'll talk ambulance at minute 21. Around minute 30, Apollo 10 and a half. Around minute 34, all the old knives. Around minute 39, we'll do previews of everything everywhere all the time, Father Stew and Sonic 2. And around minute 43 baseball and a theater roundup and then around minute 54 apologies to Bruce Willis and Nicholas Cage
0: <laughs> so we have a whole well we we have a whole lot of uh, theater going on too but I'm very excited because it's spring break for many people school children and we are grateful to have as our guest today Liz Murphy White who is one of the diamond ladies in the Neil Diamond tribute show, the Traveling Salvation show, which is going to be at the River City Casino next Saturday. Do you like Neil Diamond, Carl? I
1: have seen Neil Diamond live twice um, and once was his for his final show because that's when he announced that he was no longer going to tour because of his health and his uh, retirement tour. It was great. Uh I play neil diamond all the time at hockey games not just uh sweet caroline in fact i played forever in blue jeans at the hockey game on wednesday night
0: well cool i think neil diamond is evergreen and i think if people knew his history they would be amazed like he wrote i'm a believer for the monkeys right and i saw him in concert at the checkered dome and they took my mother because she is a huge Neil Diamond fan and that was one of the greatest experiences to see her so joyful but he was going he was touring for so many years and has so many hits and his music is so happy now if you're not a Red Sox fan you don't give a, a darn about the seventh inning stretch but it's a tradition at Fenway Park and people just have a the a blast at my mother's funeral uh afterwards we toasted her with Cracklin Rosie because <laughs> her name was Rosemary so uh that's one of those songs and i notice it's on their it's on their website salvationshow.com they have a version but we're going to have Liz talk to us about this show because it is billed as Neil Diamond as performed by the Trans-Siberian as if he was being performed by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
2: Hi, Liz. Hi. How are you guys? Good, I'm,
0: how are you this morning? Good,
2: thank you. I'm really excited to be here uh, with you guys to talk about the band and talk about our concert um, coming up. We do, we, um, we do Neil Diamond music, but we, we do it with a Trans-Siberian Orchestra flair. Because um, we really like the energy, and we kind of want to take it up a couple of notches, and and really make our concerts a, a great time. Lots of energy, just bring on the party. So,
0: <laughs> I was reading about your musicians last um, m- musicians last night. Now you have been with the band for a year. Is that right?
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I just joined last May. Yep.
0: So you you guys aren't limited to the St. Louis metropolitan area. You you go all over.
2: We do. Uh, my first concert with the band actually was just outside of um of Dallas, Texas. Um, and then my second concert was actually um in Springfield at the state fair. So we also have uh and then we had a local Christmas concert and then of course in uh at River City Casino, but we also have a couple of concerts coming up. Um in other places as well, in uh, in Greenville, Illinois, and in Milwaukee. So, yeah, we're we're all over the place.
0: So this summer, you'll be on the state uh, fair tour. It sounds like you'll be going to El- maybe Mani- El- Springfield?
2: Um, well, we did that last summer. Um, this summer, we'll be spending the 4th, um, actually July 1st, um, in Greenville at their Bond County 4th Fest.
0: Uh-huh beautiful area well i was impressed because you've been at the lincoln for a couple nights you were at the wildy carl loves the wildy i do love the wildy it's a great venue
1: hi Alcanal. <laughs> and
0: <clears throat> excuse me and also uh river city now is this the first time you guys are at river city
2: um i believe so it's obviously the first time I've been there but I think it's the first time the band's been there and actually we'll be back at the Wildy for a Christmas concert um we just got that date so that'll happen again this Christmas so we're really excited about that as well
0: that sounds well it's a very high energy show I know it you performed twice or three times in a row at the HET the Hettenhausen Center for the Arts at McKendree College
2: we did we um we had our saturday evening concert scheduled and it sold out so we were really excited to have the het um allow us just to come back for a matinee on sunday and oh my gosh it was a great time we had a a choir joining us and um love to celebrate christmas neil diamond style
1: and, and that, uh, because you have if you go to the website, salvationshow.com, you find out, you know, some people want to see a set list and other people's want other people want to be surprised. But you guys have a special section. We do these songs just to you still do the hits, but you throw in some Christmas because people some people don't know Neil Diamond, a Jewish American man because, you know, jazz singer uh, put out several Christmas artists. Uh, albums and they were very successful for him
2: very much so as as i understand he um being jewish thought it was a little strange that he was going to do a christmas album but he went to his family and said you know hey what do you think is it okay if i do this and i think it was his mother who said well you know jesus was a good jewish boy too so i guess it's okay (laughs) yeah
0: well, he uh, he and Barbara Streisand went to the same high school. I just I'm blown away by that.
2: They did, they did, and I believe Neil Sadaka also went to the same high school. So wow. yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, music fame there.
0: I know. Um, now this brother Love, as he calls himself, is Jay Henke, and this guy has got a lot of energy. <laughs>
2: He does. He's great. And he sounds just like Neil Diamond. He's he's uh he's a great entertainer.
0: He's got a big voice, huge voice. And I was reading on about him, and he's an Air Force veteran. So is that how he got into this area?
2: Um that's a good question. I don't I don't know that I know that answer, but I do know that he and Jeff Paolo um had done music together at other locations and then ended up here um and thought hey let's let's do this and and get started again and that's how the the band got uh, initiated
0: uh-huh well eight of the 10 musicians and performers are from illinois or live in illinois now so that's neat that's right. is that one reason you have your studio in belleville
2: it is. Yeah. Um a mo- majority of us, but we are really scattered. We have um Rick is in Mascuda, and uh and Jay is in Salem. So we've got everywhere from those locations all the way to St. Louis. But Belleville was a good central place. And uh we just happened to find a great rehearsal space that suited our needs. And uh so now that's what we call home. We're we're so excited to have that space. So
1: so well, that's well, you you go ahead carl well i was going to say the the salvage the traveling salvation show started in 2017 and neil didn't retire from touring until 2018 because of his parkinson's are do you guys know if neil is aware of the shows or what's going on with them
2: i i do not know i mean i know that he is um aware of you know, the tribute bands. And, um, and I, I've been wondering that myself and I've been kind of pondering how, you know, is there a possibility to, to send him a letter and, uh, and just say, Hey, I, I appreciate you and thank you for the music, you know? So um, I, I'd like to look into that myself.
1: Okay. I'm, Cause sometimes, sometimes you find out that these uh, artists really appreciate the tribute bands because they're keeping the music
0: alive. Absolutely. I think that's true. What is, uh, with the whole theme of the Travel and Salvation show, you obviously do the song and Hot August Night is a whole album concept that he had. And so is that pretty much what you follow um, with with the, your theme?
2: We um we actually, you know, as uh, Carl, as you had mentioned, we have our kind of playlist, um, but we switch it up a little bit and choose different songs depending on where we are or the length of the program. um So we, you know, we really do what we can to try to keep things hopping and we just really want to have a good fun, we really want to appeal to not only those Um, more mature audiences who appreciate and, and grew up with Neil Diamond. But we really also want to appeal to younger audiences who know I'm a believer, maybe not through the monkeys, but maybe through Shrek, you know? So we really want to be able to keep that energy and spirit up so that we can, so that we appeal to everybody. We hope we can really draw everybody in.
1: And, you know, Neil also, he also changed up like the 1970s, Neil Diamond was not the same as the 2010 Neil Diamond he kind of mellowed he wasn't so much as a rock act as he was in the 70s as he was you know after the turn of the century he kind of mellowed because you know he was getting older Uh, which version of the Neil do you guys do or do you do all of them
2: um we tend to stick to the more high energy big you know the the big I don't want to say big band cuz that's Well the like
1: hot the hot august, august night version.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We you know I'm I'm so uh fortunate to have found well I didn't find the band the band actually kind of found me. Um Good. and I'm and I'm so happy about that because these musicians and these women these everyone that I'm I'm working with in this group is just they're really amazing musicians. So we try to do things that can really feature everybody and uh and let everybody shine and and just you know have a great time together which is what we do whether it's in a concert or in rehearsal. So now do you have a solo song in this show? Um actually this um the Diamond Ladies have had um solos before but in this particular concert we will all be performing solos i don't know if we uh we are revealing what the songs are specifically but they are all tied in some way to neil diamond so So that is what we try to do
1: does this mean that you guys are going to do you don't bring me flowers maybe
2: that's maybe not going to be in the set
1: <laughs> oh wow so i know because that has to be, that has to be hard to do because the, there how many diamond ladies are there at any given time three
2: three i mean there have been two in the past initially and now there's three yeah
1: so do, does one of you get to be barbara when you guys do that song or do you all alternate
2: well, one of the ladies in the past um that was her duet and she did that with Jay. So that has been done. Um I believe that because of course Neil Diamond did it both as a duet and as a solo. So, you know, that has been done as well. I believe um actually when I auditioned, they uh they gave me a couple songs and said, "Hey, learn these and learn the parts and come on back and just sing and let's see what can happen." And uh, and that was one of the songs that I auditioned with, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but we're really trying to with the women's solos, we're really trying to again keep that energy up and just have a great time. It so, is
1: a very slow song.
2: It's a it's a beautiful ballad. It's it's beautiful, and I know that it's um, you know, sentimental for so many people. Um
1: they and get it, the
2: it, lighters it, out. That's right. It's at with the lighters, well, that shows our age for the phone. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so, it was one of the it. it was one of the Grammy highlights when they both because they were nominated for the song Babs and and Neil and they came out and sang it together and brought the house down. So that's, that's right. how there's a YouTube clip of that if people aren't familiar with it. But Liz has you have such an interesting background because yes. you uh, have been a performer for for many years. You're a school teacher by day and a Uh, performer at night and you were heavily involved in community theater you were an award-winning performer I want to add that and uh, with with not only Looking Glass Playhouse but curtains up in Edwardsville and possibly others but you've been uh, a performer for many years so how did this happen to get your inner uh, back you know background singer in you know backup (laughs) singer
2: Um, Well, actually, um, I got connected with the band because I was singing, um, I canter on the weekends, um, at the shrine of our lady of the snows. And, um, and I've been there for a couple of years and, um, Jeff, who of course is in the band, um, had came with his family and had heard me sing. And so one Sunday he came to me and he said, um, hi, my name is Jeff and I'm in a Neil Diamond band, uh one of our diamond ladies has to has to step back and i'm hoping that you might be interested in auditioning i said oh my gosh that sounds amazing who doesn't like neil diamond you know that just sounds i've i have um lynn i have a lot of experience in different kinds of genres of music this is something i've not done has been in a band so i thought that's really uh what a great um opportunity and experience so i I went to the audition, oh, my gosh, and just, I can't tell you what a ball. I, I mean, I loved the audition. We had so much fun. The people were awesome and uh, just really welcomed me in. We sat down and started to sing and the harmonies and the music. Um, but I will admit, um, the first time the band started to play and I heard everything, it was exhilarating and kind of terrifying at the same time. Um, <laughs> was a, it's a it's a lot of um, beautiful noise let's put it that way
1: ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, I'm not used to having um, an ear monitor I've never worked that way i've I usually do community theater and um, and even at the muni I've done a couple shows at the muni um, but didn't didn't experience music in that way so this was completely new and I'm just so glad that I'm part of it
0: very cool. I'm very happy for you because this is just a a, a new chapter and it's got to, it's just got to be it's so fun to find uh, such a new outlet like that for your talents.
2: It is. And, and, you know, when you can get together with a group of 10 people, which is a, a large number of people in a group um, and have, have everyone be the caliber of the musicians that they are and be such wonderful people that we all just enjoy each other and can be a family it's really it's really remarkable and i'm excited about the future for the band because obviously in the past year covid's been you know uh put kind of put a damper on things for everyone so i think we're just beginning to um open up and be able to see what kinds of opportunities and experiences are going to come our way
0: uh-huh. Well, you you were joined. The Diamond Ladies are Leah Strans, is it?
2: Leah Strans
0: and Courtney Walker,
2: correct.
0: And, and then you have on piano and organ Dan Farrell, and then we have organ and synthesizer Jeff Paulo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then we have Randall Ike Meyer on bass rick turcote on percussion sebastian strance on lead guitar are they married
2: they he are and-, indeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then tim ilko on drums so look at that carl that's a that's a huge a t- well
1: don't forget brother love don't forget jay henke because he's the lead he is neil diamond
0: he is that's- and if you do want to, before you go to the show at the River City Casino on Saturday, April 7th, 16th, if anybody wants to see, there are clips on YouTube. There's the Het Show, and I know it doesn't feature you in, in that clip because that was pre, you, but they do holly holly. And uh, there's um, there's also a Cracklin' Rosie um, clip, I think. So if you go to the website. Salvation show, and you sign up for the emails, you can see the band how energetic and fun and lively they are.
1: I believe the word that you should hit the most is fun because when you go to a Neil Diamond show, you want to have some fun.
0: That's right. And, and sing along too. Do you get a lot of sing, uh, singing along with the audience?
2: Oh, we hope so. You know, we really want it to be a great experience for everybody. And and we, we love participation. So we hope that's people's plan. Get up and dance and sing with us. We would love that.
0: Well, we are giving two tickets away. And so today I'm going to post on the Pop Life STL Facebook page uh, that we're giving two tickets away. And all they got to do is like the page and, and comment, and then we will draw next week uh, a, a one a winner for the two tickets. So we will be promoting that very heavily on our uh, podcast page and the poplifestl.com site too. Awesome! So, thank you so much. Well, I am so excited.
2: Yay.
0: Well, yay! That'll be fun. And uh, we just River City Casino has really become a, a great concert venue.
1: That you need to that you need to thank Steve Littman and Greg Haglund for making that place what it is because if it wasn't for steve and greg it would just be another hall and they've turned it into they have some really good acts that come through so i i'm always impressed how steve and greg make that happen
2: well we're very excited about uh about performing there for sure
0: and you're going to have a large contingent of uh f- fans there too <laughs> so.
2: i certainly hope so yes <laughs> we're excited we hope you all come
0: yeah well that's great well listen thank you so much Liz I know that you are uh, going to be enjoying your uh, spring break and then also uh we'll hope to see you again on stage somewhere you got anything coming up community theater wise
2: um you know what right now I'm focusing on the band and um and just hoping it explodes and we're traveling and doing all kinds of stuff and and I'm just going to be singing Neil Diamond
1: But when she, when, when she does have something, Lynn, I'm, I guarantee you will find out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you,
2: Liz. (laughs) True. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you and have a great spring. I surely will. Thank you so so much. So good,
0: so good, so good, so good.
2: So good, so good, so good. That's right. (laughs) Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thanks. Lynn. Now yes. let's talk about something else explosive. Let's talk about Michael Bay's Ambulance. Now when I saw the trailer for this Lynn, I thought it was LA Ambulance the way that it was set up. It's not LA Ambulance, is it? It's just Ambulance.
0: Yes, the generic title. It's through the mean streets of it's through the mean streets of LA. Oh my goodness gracious, it is so annoying. I actually created a new word last night on KTRS. I called it annoyment.
1: (laughs) Annoying (laughs) entertainment.
0: Yes. Uh, Okay. So I know people love this stuff. I want to preface
1: it. Do things blow up? Do things blow up?
0: Oh, uh, do bears go in the woods? it's
1: It's a Michael Bay movie, of course.
0: Yes. It's two hours and 16 minutes of loud, bombastic lots of police cars crashing we have not just a beat cops we have SWAT teams we have special teams we have undercover cops we have FBI we have the whole gamut all uh running through the city trying to stop this wayward ambulance because the uh two brothers at odds, you know how Michael Bay has twer- trademarks and he usually in his films has two leads that are at odds with each other. And this time it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. They play brothers and you'll do a double take because you're like, well, how is this happening? Uh Jake's criminal mastermind bank robber father. Who everybody calls Psycho Dad, <laughs> um, uh, took this uh, Will Sharp in as a child, and so Jake plays Danny, and he is a bank robber, and he's totally off the rails as a psychotic human being, and but he has deep loyalty and affection for his brother. Now his brother is having to fight with the system. Go figure. Um, his wife, the luminous Moses Ingram, who was in Tragedy of Macbeth as Lady Macduff, uh, she plays his wife. She's got an illness, she needs experimental surgery. Insurance won't pay for experimental surgery. So, Will, who's a war hero, an ex-marine, uh, he goes to his brother for a handout. And it just so happens that Jake is plotting a big heist. Downtown LA bank, thirty-two million in out supposed to be easy. He's got the bad news bears as his uh, his, his posse, and things go horribly awry. A beat cop who shouldn't have been there uh, is shot, and he's in the back of the ambulance with this ice water in her veins. EMT played by Aiza Gonzalez, and she uh, is trying to obviously save the cop well jake decides it's a good idea to uh, ha- to hijack the ambulance so they get out of there and that makes this happen this is an everything but the kitchen sink movie this has everything you can imagine even the mexican drug cartel comes oh, in
1: well, you need it you need them
0: Oh, it's just so the ex-Marine uses military tactics on the fly to thwart the police in all these tactics, while the the crazy brother hooks up with his buddies in the Mexican cartel to or to get help. And we just have tons of explosion. They all got to do this before uh, rush hour. Everybody has this snappy repartee about stupid things like rosé wine and what's for dinner. And uh, there's a gay FBI agent who is in couples therapy with his husband. And he gets called to go do this bank. uh, Whatever. And uh, the therapist goes, does anybody rob banks anymore? Well, obviously they do. So I thought this would start out, I thought this was going to be like the town or some sort of uh, semblance to a real movie, but <laughs> oh, no, so it's just, but, but, you know, people love that explosions and stuff. I'm one of the, okay.
1: People- so some people can argue this away that it's an escape. Is it an escape?
0: Or uh, is it just stupid? To me, it's just ridiculous nonsense uh, that doesn't make any sense. Kent turned to me after the movie and said, nothing works about this. So I think it was just people are so desperate after the COVID situation that they just want mindless fun. And Kevin Johnson, who was there, said, well, I was just in the mood for this. This is what I wanted. I wanted total mindless escape. So I guess it's what you what you're looking for, because who goes to a michael bay movie for subtlety
1: exactly well good i i i knew it would be exactly what i thought it would be which would be a michael bay mess and some people enjoy michael bay messes i it, it you can, kevin's right you got to be in the mood for something like that this is something you could just turn on and go yeah but it's only in theaters so, so you're gonna have to wait at least 45 days for that to happen
0: Yeah. Well, it has one of the more annoying soundtracks of the year. It's that, it's that real bombastic. It's like Dune times 10. Oh, Lauren Balfie did it. It's just very metallic, very, but just even going through the streets of LA, it's all the, it's just not a pleasant chase or, and, you know, I mean, it's just not cinematically. You're just really tired of urban decay after a while. (laughs) You yeah. know, hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there's all sorts of wrong because there's so many moves in this that don't make sense. Like they're operating, they have to slow down the ambulance so that the AMT can perform emergency surgery on the beat cop. And she calls her old boyfriend, who's a doctor. Who gets these surgeons off the golf course and through their iPads, they're walking her through bullet removal. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And then she uses a hair clip, one of her hair clips inside this guy. So, wouldn't he be having a raging fever or infection or something? You know, and oh, now it is pretty graphic, I will say. It's bloody. They show this surgery. I'm just like, do we need to see this? And uh, there's a lot of uh, things, but you know how uh, Second City TV used to have that skit things blow with uh, Joe Flaherty, things blow up real good. Yeah. Michael Bay knows how to blow things up. Um, he, yes. but now, But now he's got drones in his wheelhouse. So if you don't like that swirling, swooping shots he does, because to me, he's kind of chaotic and confusing and he's using all that. If you have some sort of motion sickness, this is not the movie that you should be. <laughs>
1: all right well then all right let's let's skip on to um did you watch the netflix cartoon i
0: did and it's so entertaining it is richard Linklater's uh memories of his youth and i was alive the summer of 69 like he was but i sure didn't live in the heart of nasa like he did he lived outside of houston and uh, that was a very magical summer for many things, but we're the first space. We're the first kids to have a space age childhood. And that's the, uh, uh, you know, subtitle to his movie, Apollo 10 and a half, a space age childhood. And so it's fun. It's nostalgic. It takes you back to when kids were playing kickball on the playground. It goes into a fantasy element where this one kid is picked for some NASA uh, i guess simulation and uh like a kid in space and so we have that whole aspect i don't want to ruin it but it uses the same technique as a scanner darkly did if you've seen his movie where it's like real action but it's animated
1: rotoscope i believe is what they call it
0: Uh aha and uh it's just fun the one guy that was in um uh, everybody wants some glenn i think his name is glenn paul he, he's glenn one of the, Powell. Yeah, yeah he's he's good he's one of the voices and stuff and it's just you know link letter is one of my favorites and i just think he taps into uh like an everyman experience it's nostalgic it's funny it it brings warm memories up in uh, the early days of the uh space race
1: well the 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 cast is pretty good it's got jack black zachary levi uh and uh who else is in this oh josh wiggins is in this
0: yeah uh, yeah i know you you can tell josh um uh levy uh, or wait is by the zachary like the, levy exactly yeah you can tell him right away yeah and uh, Jack Black comes in <laughs> later, but uh, Jack Black is is one of Linkletter's muses, you know. Yeah. So, but I just love that he's so authentic about Texas, you know. He just he stays in that, uh, you know. He's a proud Texan, and he he likes spotlighting.
1: Well, this is this is on Netflix, and it's also in some theaters. So, if you want to see it on the big screen. You can see it on the big screen or you can just sit at home and watch it on Netflix.
0: Yeah. And it's also brief.
1: Well, oh, we like that. And so does Saturday Night Live and Netflix. Maybe this will be on Netflix things that are shorter. Oh, it's not. It's eight minutes longer than an hour and a half. So it would not be in the short ass movies section because now Netflix made a short ass movie section.
0: Well, that uh, that skit on SNL, the Pete Davidson video clip, is genius. And it will go down as a classic, short-ass movies, because it's out. And it even dings his uh, King of Staten Island.
1: Uh, which I thought, that was actually one of my favorite parts of it. Like, oh, he's making, his movie was long. And he makes, makes fun of that. So yeah. let's move over to Amazon Prime now. And Amazon Prime has what Lynn actually called... All the Knives Out. I'm like, oh, it's a sequel to <laughs> Ryan Johnson. No, it's not. It's called All the Old Knives.
0: I know. I get that title confused. Well, it's based on a book. It's based on a spy novel by Olin Steinhauer. And what's good about this, many things are good about this movie. But he, uh, the author wrote the screenplay. So uh, he, he and it's an hour and 41 minutes. Well, he, he wrote The Tourist. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that movie, but yeah, but this, but this is good. This is a, what I love about it is it's a espionage blended with romance and it kept me guessing I did not figure it out, now maybe some other people will figure it out, but I was along for this journey, which I savored. This is a smart movie, and it's a movie for grown ups and this is one of those that we're, if we're talking escape, we're going into Vienna, the uh belly of a CIA operation in two thousand and twelve, and then we have the idyllic Stunningly gorgeous Carmel, Carmel by the Sea. That is where Dandy Newton's character Celia Harrison has moved and has a husband and two kids. And she gets uh, swept back into this case that the CIA worked on that ended very badly. So she and Chris Pine, who's now this dashing leading man with salt and pepper hair, so he's going into the the route that uh, perhaps. Pierce Brosnan did with the Thomas Crown affair right. and, and that ilk, which is fine. Cause he's good. Cause he's, he's always got that smart glaze and he always adds a gaze, not glaze gaze. And he also has um, a, this appearance of intelligence behind his characters, but there's always something going on in the, right. So he plays this CIA field agent in the mm-hmm. Vienna office and Lawrence Fishburne is the bureau chief and the great actor, Jonathan Price, Oscar nominee is Pope Francis. Uh, he plays her CIA boss, Celia Harrison, Thandie Newton. Now, Thandie Newton won an Emmy for Westworld and she is an elegant actress. There's a whole tone of silky elegance to this besides the spy stuff. So. Uh, They are dealing with jihad terrorists who have hijacked a plane on the runway. It's got over 100 passengers, including kids. Uh, This rescue attempt ends very badly. Uh, So they're all haunted by it. Jonathan Price is now retired. Celia Harrison left the biz. And Chris Pine is still plugging away, only now he's got a desk job. And Lawrence Fishburne says to him one day, they captured Shoshone, which is the terrorist that masterminded this whole plane thing. And he says there was a mole in the Vienna office. So they have to find out which agent compromised the whole operation. Who's the rat? inside this. So Chris Pine has to go and interview people and that he has to face his ex lover and they have unfinished business and they sit at a very long lunch. It's seal, it's Sandy Newton and him at a table while the sun has different uh, progression and we get the sunset. It's just gorgeous sitting in this frou-frou California Wine Country restaurant, but those two are riveting. They have really great sparks together. They do a lot of flashbacks of their romance, of their um, of their hot romance that just poofed and we'll get to all that in the flashbacks but it goes back and forth which i know a lot of people don't like that but i actually did and uh i just found this uh just a fun watch and it was uh it was my kind of escape as opposed to watching a bunch of cars crash on the la street
1: (laughs) so it's smart and it's a spy thriller and you enjoy, it. and it's based on a book. So these are all things that you like.
0: Yes, story to me is always a good thing. But the fact that uh, Chris Pine and Dandy Newton are so good together because it's just it's just fun to see uh, them uh, uh, do this uh, their character dance, you know, because yes. they're they're trying to get information from each other, but they're also trying to. Uh, keep personal out of it. But they all—they both have a lot of intense feelings here going on. So it's layered. It's layered.
1: It's like an onion. It's layered.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, one of the big movies of the weekend, which is an art movie, is Everything Everywhere All the Time. Oh, my which... gosh.
1: I so want to see this movie.
0: I know. I missed it, too. And I think I'm going to go and... Uh, Watch it at some point over the weekend. I was just really sad to miss it, but we had a bunch of movies. So Carl, uh, we next week we will talk about Fantastic Beast because you and I were both there, and it I is. cannot it, wait to hear what you have to say about it. It's much then, better than the last one. And were you at Father Stew? I can't remember. No, I had a hockey game. Well, this is perfect timing for Holy Week. And I will have things to say. Mr. Wahlberg, uh, who we are fans of, uh, financed the entire movie himself. Oh, wow. And it uh, starts, it starts Wednesday. So we could talk, but I would prefer not to. Yeah. But what do you have going? Anything?
1: Well, also the number one, the number one movie this weekend will be Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which we did not see. Uh, But our buddy Max Boise did and he loved it because he liked the first one.
0: Yeah, I could take or leave the first one. Uh, This does have Jim Carrey back, I assume. Yes. Well, he was fun. The first one he was he was great. I really enjoyed him because his over the (laughs) topness, if that's a word, uh, worked. And uh, who's the Hmm. who's the voice of Sonic.
1: Um, it is uh, Ben, uh, Ben Schwartz. Oh,
0: that is why he's making the rounds.
1: Well, yeah, just like (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal is making the rounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is a commanding actor, and you know how much I love Gyllenhaal and he's going to be the host on SNL I wonder if they're going to do a skit about the Taylor Swift song
1: Um, I bet they mention it I bet they mention it without him having to mention it they'll do Uh, I think I I think they might do something subtly or not I think they I don't think they do anything overt because they don't probably want to upset him I mean, he might say something in the monologue, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, he's never spoken about it. So I think that might be one of the things. But I will say last week's skit with, uh, first of all, I did not know who Jared Carmichael was.
1: He had a show for three seasons on NBC, The Carmichael Show.
0: And I... uh thought he was fantastic and after I watched the the recording of SNL I watched his HBO special which is on where he came out yeah he's very good but I just thought that SNL was one of the best ones and the skit is my brain okay about the COVID (laughs) fog (laughs) is one of the better one it's going to be a classic it might not be cowbell territory but i think it really speaks to the time but the uh the writing last week was just cooking just zip 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 and i think it's funny that well, sometimes saturday night live go ahead go, go ahead
1: saturday night no, I- live does game show parodies very well
0: they do that's like their one of their one of their strengths but I think sometimes when you do not know the host as well as other people, uh, they surprise low you. low
1: expectations.
0: Yes. And then some people that you have great expectations for are hmm, just, you know, okay. Like, it's okay. Like now, athletes.
1: You don't expect athletes to do great. And then sometimes they do fantastic and other times. And if they don't, you don't care.
0: Right. Like with, uh, like Peyton Manning, it's always been fabulous and uh and Joe Montana was even good and that well we kicked off the uh we kicked off the Cardinals season yesterday with a three-minute film narrated by John Hamm and I want to draw everybody's attention to that because it's on the St. Louis Cardinals uh YouTube channel and it's likely on the website and it's called uh match made in baseball heaven. And it concentrates on Yachty, Wayno, and Pujols. And uh, then it goes into the legacies of uh, those past, like Bob Gibson and, and Lou Brock and Stan, the man. And it's just uh, three minutes of uh, just a beautiful tribute. And I think that really made yesterday special, the whole Yachty Pujols and Wayno uh, thing, the, the, the triumvirate, back together again so i'm looking forward to uh this this uh season and uh i think the downtown excitement like you said is going to be really fun now this week in st louis i mentioned we have the afl theater uh, mask awards tomorrow that honors dramas and comedies in community theater and uh i've got a full weekend of uh plays i saw proof last night at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center is presented by this new company Moonstone and it's got four of the best performances of the year Michael James Reed one of the best actors in St. Louis joins uh, Summer Bear she's incredible there's Julie um, oh I'm gonna screw up this name Amado and then uh, Oliver Backus. so it's the one movie actually speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal he and Gwyneth Paltrow made the movie the movie's not as good as the play but uh, and then you cannot miss it's a final weekend for that you cannot miss the new Jewish theater's laughter on the 23rd floor it is Neil Simon's reminisces about working on Sid Caesar's your show of shows and Ben Ritchie plays Sid Caesar beautifully uh there's a whole cast in the writer's room Aaron Marmelstein who used to be on channel five he plays yes. the uh the head writer Mel Token based on Mel Token and people uh I thought he, this one guy was in was uh the doing the Woody Allen character but it's actually the Mel Brooks character and I thought this other guy was doing Carl Reiner but they didn't really Woody Allen and Carl Reiner didn't really write to the Caesar show but if you don't know anything about the golden age of television this will uh, introduce you to that world but then also because uh without your show of shows there would be no Carol Burnett show there would be no SNL, SCTV, MAD TV, none of that well, speaking,
1: speaking of theater, I was under the weather on Tuesday and I did not get to go to Hairspray. And also my daughter, my daughter said, I saw it at the Muni. And and so, Lynn, did you wind up going to Hairspray?
0: I did not because I was at ambulance. Uh, Chaz Adams who uh, writes for my website and he reviewed it and he had never seen it before. And he I've never seen the play he loved it he said it was never a dull moment A uh, big shout out to local girl Kaylee Albright she's from O'Fallon Illinois former Miss O'Fallon and she's playing Amber von Tussle wow so yeah and, and i all, by all accounts she was great i'm sad that i i missed it because I didn't know she was in it. I did do a story for the Bellevue News Democrat on Kaylee Albritton, so you can Google that. And then we have, uh, starting tonight, William Roth, a St. Louis Actor studio. They're starting the puppet play, Hand of God. Well,
1: that starts- I, 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 oh, go ahead. You finish. I just, want, I just wanted to put a capper on what I said was why the reason I didn't go to Hairspray. But finish your thought.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, so if you want to see Irreverent Puppets, uh, I'm really looking forward to this tonight. So I'll give a review type. Uh, Yeah, I think it's even more. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And uh, and Colleen Backer and Eric Dean White are two of my favorites. So I'm really looking forward to this because I think we all need to laugh. A lot of these productions were delayed because of COVID. Right. And that's they're all this coming back now. What were you going to? i was going to
1: say that I, I was feeling under the weather and when i went to my fair lady there was this person behind me that wouldn't stop coughing and i didn't want to be that person because it wouldn't have been coughing it would have been sneezing and blowing my nose i didn't want to be that person that the one that upset me when i went to go see my my fair lady because she did not have the good sense to stay home and i know theater tickets are expensive but I called the Fox and I said, I'm going to pass on going to Hairspray because I don't want to be that guy. And I wish more people would do that and say, hey, uh, the, the box office will get you in for another night more than likely if you call and you're not a jerk about it. And you say, hey, I don't want to infect anyone. They might work with you. I mean, I, it's, I understand if it's a one night only thing, but if, if it's something that's going to be there for a week, you can probably get other seats.
0: That is one of the pet peeves about uh, getting sick because people nonstop coughing on you, which is really rude to me. It's very, very rude. And um, it happens a lot, a lot. And, more. And,
1: and you would think after the last two years, people would understand, you know, remember, remember two years ago, they didn't have a big flu season because people were masking up and staying away from each other. Well, that's over and people are getting each other sick again. And so I had four days of uncomfortableness thanks to that.
0: There's a lot of There's a stomach bug going around and there's colds. I've seen this so many times because everybody took off the mask. Like you said, Um, at uh, Father Stew screening the other night, there was a baby. What?
1: You know what I would you know what I would have done? I would have yelled, who brought the baby?
0: Yeah. And my wife
1: was. says that's just as rude as someone bringing a baby. But what not Father Stew rated R?
0: Oh, no. It's very Christian.
1: Oh, well. Uh, no. Many
0: people t- were there because when I signed in, she goes, Are you with this such and such congregation of churches? And I said, No, I'm with the St. Louis Film Critics. All so. Right. Yeah, it was a packed house. It was a packed well. That
1: doesn't just because it's a Christian movie doesn't mean it's you should not uh, have any uh, prejudices for or against.
0: No, Mel Gibson plays his dad.
1: And uh, okay,
0: yeah. we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about that all next week. But we are going. I uh, Carl, are you going to be able to go on Wednesday night
1: to ha- to Hamilton? Yes, yes, I'm going. I'm going on Wednesday night with my daughter. And then I'm going next Thursday day with my wife. I'm going to a matinee as well.
0: Well, well, wonderful, because I look forward to this. I'm going to be there Wednesday. And Max is going to be there. So next week, we're going to talk about it. The day after, I'm going to talk with Jennifer uh, Blom and Wendy Weiss on KTRS and, uh, Jennifer's going Wednesday night and she's never seen it and I said I consider this the greatest theatrical experience of all time and that is not an exaggeration and uh, I remember when we saw it in 2018 for the very first time and we were all blown away by it and the biggest uh, theme of all the comments was lives up to its hype and yes it's that good. And we now have had the movie, we have had other tours, this tour was delayed, I don't want people thinking, because you, Max, and I are big fans of the film. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I think people think, well, well I've seen the movie, I don't but live is a different ballgame. and it is. And it's just, I, I so look forward to hearing that score again and seeing those people. And, and I know it's not the original cast speaking of, uh, you know, because they've all done really well for themselves. Leslie Odom Jr. Best actor for his Aaron Burr uh, was in the tribute to Steven Sondheim last week at the Grammys. And that slated Rachel Zegler from West Side Story, Ben Platt and uh, Cynthia Revo. Just, killed it for the memorial that they started with Sondheim's not a day goes by they moved into Send in the Clowns and also uh somewhere from West Side Story and I have not seen a full memoriam clip but uh I've just only seen a little bit but speaking of the Grammys I thought that show rocked that show had Lenny Kravitz who's in his 50s rocking it with leather pants. <laughs> yes. And her, her was incredible. She played all these instruments and she just it was they did are you gonna go my way it is just great. But John Batiste who is just you love of, John Batiste. I do light and goodness and he won for album of the year. His streaming of We Are has increased 529 percent
1: yeah because no one knew it no one knew about it until it won a whole bunch of awards yeah it wasn't a commercial success
0: no well he was also up for soul which right he won
1: he won with Atticus and Trent Trent
0: yeah so awesome 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 i do have to apologize not that bruce willis is going to hear this from us but now that it was revealed that he has a uh, aphasia uh we have not been kind to him in his recent uh, movies so we,
1: that's not that's that doesn't matter those still are not good movies nor are they good performances
0: no they're not but now we know the reason he had like little dialogue and, and why t-
1: why he was top line they just did and, and and you heard the stories they said uh we need to cut bruce's pages down from five to two and it, it's he was in all of these bad movies just so he could cash in because he know he's not he's not going to be able to do anything anymore and he was w- looking out for his family which i do not fault him because if you know that if you have if the family knows that you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to have your living and and you it's going to be uh, diminished returns as you go farther down the line. He did like 22 movies in four years, which is unhurt. That's like Nicolas Cage ish.
0: Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a
1: screening to his movie? Which one?
0: The one about the massive talent.
1: Oh, I think we are. I think we are. Oh, the Nicolas oh. Cage movie. Not You're not talking about Bruce Wills anymore. You're talking about they're pushing this for it. They're pushing this for major awards, even though it's coming out in April.
0: Well, because it's just going to be fun. It's going to be. I I look forward to this because who doesn't like a good uh, Nicholas Cage being Nicholas Cage, but mocking himself? <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Well, so, Lynn, let's yes. let's
1: wrap it up because my battery's dying and I didn't bring my cord today. So, where can we find you?
0: I am on KTRS every Thursday night after the 10 p.m. news with Ray Hartman, St. Louis in the know. And I am in the Webster Kirkwood times on Fridays. And I have a website, poplifestl.com and our podcast. And we are not affiliated with Beetle Bob at all. I want to just point that <laughs> out.
1: No, um, you can find me Monday through Friday on the Mark Cox morning show on 97. One FM talk. On the weekends, you can hear me on Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors on 97.1. And on Sundays on KMOX, that time changes because Cardinal Baseball has begun. You can also hear me and watch me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carl the Intern. Um, I have now, because we've been winning, I've been doing the Instagram before the games and posting the Twitter after the games. So the first one was a mistake but we did it again and we won. We'll see what happens this weekend.
0: Uh Aha. And we will be giving tickets, two tickets away to the Neil Diamond tribute. So go to poplifestl.com. Go to, uh, go to, um, facebook and uh like and comment the page and we will be uh we'll announce the winner next week but we will uh well we'll announce it beforehand but we will tell it on the podcast too so Excellent. have a good and everybody happy spring happy holy week i guess you can't be happy holy week can you no
1: it's a, it's a happy easter the holy week is kind of depressing i will be listening to god's spell and jesus christ superstar this week though because I do that every day. that's my tradition starting on Sunday I will listen to them both have a good uh, week everyone talk to you next time
0: bye bye stay safe go bye. card or oh, blues